Hello and welcome to the 167 podcast. Today we are talking about studying the Bible. Is studying the Bible only for pastors and biblical scholars or can anybody do it? We'll answer that today. Stick around. Welcome, everybody, to the 167 Podcast. It is so good to see you or to be seen by you. That's right. Or you are possibly listening to us on any of our podcast streaming platforms. It's really good to have you guys join us today. Uh, We're going to have so much fun. We just want to welcome you here for the first time. Special word of welcome to you. We're so glad that you could hang out with us here at the 167. Uh, If you've yet to meet us, my name is Phil, and I'm joined by the Articulate... Swen Stephens. Swen, how's it going? Oh, very well. Thank you. I was, I was wondering if you could let me say my name, but you say my name. I do. I actually you, haven't been saying your name. You have, but it's I, cool. I, like, I don't mind. I'm going to say your name. <laughs> but listen, listen. No, no, next time. Um, no, no, no. It's all cool. Like, you know, it's your podcast. Do what you want. Um, it's so good to be here. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked, excited. I'm glad that we get to do this every week and we're able to uh, keep... Yeah, just sharing some cool stuff that's on our heart. My wife listens to our podcast. She gave me a shout out yesterday saying she listened to last week's I think it's last week's podcast and and really enjoyed it Um, so yeah hopefully it's at least it's helping maybe one or two people and we're happy for that one or two that's amazing we'll take that but our heart is always what to help people walk with God well that's that's Um, exactly what we are here at the 167 if you're joining us um, and you haven't heard this before, uh, where we kind of got the name and the heart of the podcast is that there's 168 hours in the week. Um, maybe you're spending one of those hours in a church or in a service like that, or we hope you are, but you still have 167 other hours to be adding value to your life, to be growing, to becoming more like Jesus. So in these episodes, these weekly episodes, we try to speak about things that we think could help in that. We know it helps us grow as we're looking to grow and trying to grow every week, mm. and we really hope uh, that it helps you guys as well. And we we have a lot of fun doing it. Oh, it's so much fun. Too much fun. Actually, it's too much fun to call it work, but maybe that's the whole thing. Yeah, I think so. Work is play you get paid for. That's the deal. I Copyright. think if you, can, if you can view it like that, yeah, just yeah. TM that. that is definitely. Put that on a T-shirt, <laughs> somebody. I can get a cent every time somebody says that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's fantastic that we get to do this. And I'd love to just ask even our, our viewers and listeners, uh, if you have got anything that you would like us to discuss or chat about or any topics that you thought, hey, we would love to hear more about X, Y, Z, please would you write into us? Uh, you do. can use Instagram yeah. to write it, leave a comment on YouTube, uh, or you can email us at the167podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And we will check that, I'm sure. And then um, our executive producer, anyway, will definitely check that. He will. And uh, yeah, we would love to get some feedback on some topics that you'd like to to hear about or if there's anything we can do to get better. So rate, review us yeah. on your podcasting app and uh, it'll help us to get better. I'd love to do an episode of just like community questions with our 167 that community. would be good, Asking yes. us the hard stuff. I mean, you'll take the hard could stuff. Could we do on. that? Could, 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 okay. I, I, How many do you think we'd need? Maybe three, four? 
I don't know. Put, put it this way. We both preach, and so... We <laughs> you can will, give us one, we'll fill. However many questions we get, we'll make it fit. <laughs> we'll right? fill That's the slides. <laughs> we'll fill the slides. We've got like half a question, 45 minutes, easy. Yeah, that'd be um, amazing. But yeah, I think it's good. And, and our executive producer, you'll probably sort that out as well because yeah. he's so helpful for us. But um, I think it's a good one. Communi- we'll just do it community talk. Community I don't know. talk. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, so if yeah, you, that, yeah. that's awesome. I think we might even put something up on our Insta story. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. Put we keep up looking the at the at the um, the faithful Dumiso Makeda. It's the feet on the ground. That's it, man. It takes it takes a team to raise an army. No, wait. It takes a tribe to, to raise, raise a, a child. Baby, yes. It takes a team to make a podcast. Yes, it does. Yes. So yes, anyway, it does. <laughs> we have a team of four. Have you noticed that? We've got our editor, we've got our executive producer, and then we get us. Can we shout out our editor right now? Of course, yeah. Go Alvain for it. Alvain Fisser is our editor. He is a, a legend. I just want to, he's going to see this later and be so surprised. But if you know Alvain Fisser, he is the, he is the editing genius behind the 167, helping us get better every single week, telling us when we're not speaking closely enough into the mic or when our picture <laughs> looks funny, helping us get better. Alvain, you're a legend. Thank you so much for editing. Thank you so you much. You need a team. You need a team. Amazing. But we're not talking about team. Today we are talking about uh, studying the Bible. We How, are why, who? I think are all the questions. We do. What? I think that's a great start. So today, if you're joining us, that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to be speaking about Bible study. And the question we posed kind of in the pre-intro role was that, you know, who's it for? Is, can anybody study the Bible? Um, I remember growing up, I thought, you know, Bible study was just for uh, older people who would join in kind of midweek life groups or cell groups or for academics. But, but, but or is it possible for us to study the Bible as kind of everyday normal people? I mean, we, we study the Bible kind of as a job, but I think that to ask the question about Bible study is a good one. And mm-hmm. I think there's some people who want to know. And, and maybe a great starting point would just to be uh, reading the Bible, what that was like, kind of first experiences. I know for me, uh, start, I started reading the Bible when I was, when I was quite young. I, I say reading the Bible loosely uh, because... Like it, those picture Bibles. It, it, it was later. I mean, I got, I got one of these cool... Um, Bibles for boy teens. I don't know okay. if you ever you've ever seen one of those. They're super specific, um, and they're well, like <laughs> like written in like like with anime art or something. Or? I wouldn't know if it's anime, but. <laughs> There were skateboards and, and there were all these things. And, and Jesus just rolling with his crew. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and really cool stories. And, and and I think it was blue or green. And my mom got that for me. And that was kind of, my, awesome, first, yeah. that was kind of my first experience of reading the Bible. But I, I had some like really real challenges uh, when I was reading the Bible for the first time. Was that I, w- I would be one of those guys. And we joked about it earlier. But often you don't really know where to start. Yeah. So you have your Bible and you know it's good to read the Bible. Uh, but you don't really know where to start. So I would do one of those things where you're just kind of filling your Bible open and you're just trusting that God. Oh, you're like, yeah, just just and then God is gonna God's gonna lead you to the place where you need yeah. to be. And and you know what? Two times out of ten it would make sense. Yeah. So it's so it's not completely flawed. You've got about a 20% hit rate there, but but 80% of the time you're gonna find yourself in Habakkuk or 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 Revelation or or, <laughs> or and you're not really gonna know what's happening, you're not really gonna understand what's happening. So as That's soon as hilarious. I started learning a bit more about the Bible and, and better places to start, it became a bit easier for me. But the but the beginning of that journey was fuzzy. And uh, I often found myself in places where I actually just didn't understand what was going on, Yeah, who was being spoken to. 
But you know, it's so funny because I did the same thing when I when I started being a Christian, and um, God's actually got a lot of grace for that in the, in the beginning. Yeah, it's whenever the verses started coming out like condemnation and punishment and eternal damnation <laughs> is when I started getting a little uncomfortable with it and went <laughs> went to a different reading program. That's exactly <laughs> it. So you say so your journey in the beginning, starting to read the Bible, was similar to that. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like just, I mean, when you get a Bible, you're like, cool. Where do you start? Yeah. Um, and and a lot of that comes, I think, out of not knowing what the Bible actually is. Yeah. Because we think it is the it is the Christian book. Yes. But that's absolutely not what it is. It's not the Christian book. Yes. Um, it's God's revelation written down to man, and and I mean, you've studied it and you know all the that it's a collection of books and letters. It's not one big start, beginning to end book. Yeah. It's divided um, into different types of writing, historical writing, uh, prophetic writing, um, poetry, poetry, and it's history and it's letters. And so it's, it's, it's all, the way it's organized is different. And I think if people could understand that and even understand a little bit of the history of the Bible, mm. um, I think it would it would be it would give its give people new revelation and new power. But when you're when you just get saved and you're thinking about this Christian Christianity thing, you're not thinking about any of that. You just think, wow, that book is really hard to understand. Yeah. It's old. I think I've got one somewhere. I just have to find it and blow the dust off it. Yeah. You know. The truth is, I think if you open any book and you and you and you jump straight to the middle, you're gonna have no clue what's going on. You don't know who the main characters are. You don't know who the protagonists are. You don't know where the story's going. Kind of just protagonists. Pick it up. Come on. I just want to add just big vocabulary here to the one. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and, and it's the same with the Bible. I think we do it where we kind of just jump. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, the Bible is a series of books that has a has a beginning, it has a middle, yes, and it has an end. And and it's and it's interesting because it's not written by one author. There's there's many authors writing at many different periods of time yes. to different people groups. Um, with a with a message that is from God, completely inspired by God, but for a very specific group of people. Yeah. I mean, so so Moses spent a lot of time writing to the Israelite people. Paul spent a lot of time uh, in the New Testament writing to different churches. Mm. And I mean, the Gospels were accounts of the men that spent the most time with Jesus, recounting the the miracles and the amazing experiences yeah. they had with Jesus. So I think uh, when studying the Bible, it's 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 like you're saying, it's so important to understand kind of what I'm reading. Mm. And what always helped me was to understand and to quickly find out, well, who wrote this book? Mm. That was a great starting place for me. Is it, who wrote this book? Uh, who are they writing to? And, and then you can start figuring out, well, what they're writing about. What am I actually, mm. what am I actually seeing? Because, because it's exactly that. It's a person who is being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write something down mm. to, a, to a group of people or to a church uh, or to a person, some books are written actually to individuals, and to find out then from that moment, okay, now I can start taking some value from yeah. it. Because something that we were always taught in college was that the Bible was not written to you. Mm. But, so if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the Bible and try to get direct applications from every single thing, you're gonna struggle. But it was written for you. Yeah. So you can take principles from every book of the Bible mm. and apply them to your life. And if you can understand that as you as you begin the journey of studying your Bible, and to answer the question, Bible study is for anybody. Mm. You do not need to be a learned doctor. You do not need to be a pastor. You do not need to be a theologian yeah. to open your Bible. It's God's will for mm. us to, to read the Bible mm. because it's one of the greatest ways to get to know Jesus on a mm. deeper level. That's how yeah. that's how we begin to learn about the person of Jesus, and that impacts your prayer life. It impacts yeah. your worship. 
but, but there's some practicalities that I think mm. we're going to talk about that might just make the whole experience a bit easier or hopefully help people get into it a bit quicker because sometimes you could spend years just trying yeah. to figure out, where do I start? What do yeah. I do? Yeah, I think it's important. Like you said, the Bible wasn't written to us, but it was written for us. Yeah. And it was written 2000, almost 2,000 years ago yeah. and some even before that. Um, and in that it makes context is so important because yeah. without context you don't understand the words lose their their meaning in a sense mm. because you can put any word you can pull any word out of the bible and go yeah this is what it means for me yeah yeah but that's not why that's not how they wrote it hey we get in trouble like that we take verses from the bible yeah. and we try to apply them to a situation that has got absolutely nothing to do yeah. with what the author was saying or what the group he was speaking to was what that was intended for absolutely it's like that one um that one that's written in the old Testament. I think it's Jeremiah 29, 11. Everybody loves that verse. Yeah, you know, you know uh, what's it? Uh, God's got a plan for your life yeah. to prosper you and not to, and which is future. absolutely true, except the people who he was writing that to were living in captivity yeah. and were uh, pretty much were expelled from their homeland yeah. and <laughs> like dragged away to another city. Mm. So it's like, yeah, in the difficulties, God still plans to prosper Good. you and stuff. So it's like, it's, but anyway, I mean, that's, that's probably just. Long talk, but um, I, I like it in two Timothy three verse sixteen to seventeen, where uh, Paul writes to Timothy, his like his young apprentice, uh, and he says that all Scripture is God breathed, yeah, and is useful for teaching, for training in righteousness, for correcting us and for rebuking us, mm. so that the man, and I'm going to put in there, woman of God mm. can be um, can become mature, can be well trained, yeah. and so that's why I say. Everything that we read in Scripture comes directly from God through people. Yeah, and that can be is, hard to understand. Yeah, absolutely. But the point is, is that God is speaking all the time, and 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 we can just pick up the Scriptures, and He can speak to us. Exactly. Even the Holy Spirit, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does is He illuminates the Scriptures. He yeah. shines us on a Scripture, and so um, if we just get that, we realize, oh, flip, God wants to train me in righteousness. Yeah. He wants to breathe into my life. He wants to correct my wrong thinking. Mm. He wants to rebuke me when I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And, and and that actually helps us to grow as believers. And so uh, just, and I think probably in the beginning, you just go into the scripture to find a promise. We are. Eventually it's got to become, okay, I've got to be trained and I've got to be, you know. Well, the, the discipleship journey, I think discipleship mm. without the Bible becomes extremely difficult yeah. because the Bible almost functions as the sword with which to cut away the things that we need to almost mm. let go of. And I love it. I love it what you're saying. Are oh, you thinking of another story? I'm thinking of the scalpel. Ins inside joke. But anyway. We're not going to talk about no, the scalpel. <laughs> it's not appropriate. But what I, love, what I love about Bible and about Bible study is that it really is, it's not limited to a person or, or, or stature. It, anybody can and, and, and can thrive and can yeah. learn about the Bible, learn about Bible study, learn about the different mm. books and get to know Jesus on a different level. And with what you said earlier, earlier about uh, this is God's word spoken. I think mm. we spent a lot of time saying, I just need God to speak to me. Mm. And um, I think I think God has spoken to people definitely in other ways than the Bible. I'm sure people have received uh, words from God through other people maybe, have, have seen signs. But, but really what the Bible is, is instead of saying, oh God, please speak to me, God has already spoken yeah. uh, through these people. So a lot of what we need to overcome or to, to get through any obstacle that we're facing today, we can find in the words of scripture. Yeah. And, and like we're saying, it, it doesn't, 
mean that it's completely applicable just for you, but the truths and the promises mm. that we're speaking about can be useful in your situation yeah. in a big way. So the Bible is almost the, when I need to hear from God, yeah. where are we going? Are, yeah. are, are we, we, prayer is a huge thing, of course, but, but the Bible is the written down words. We believe it's completely inspired and that mm. means completely true. We don't believe that there's anything in the Bible that is false. We don't believe that there's any contradictions um, and having conversations about that is amazing. But the Bible is really, for, for us, just to, just to kind of form the foundation is, is, is the most reputable source that we can get to, to learn more about God and, to, and about His purpose for yeah. our lives as believers as well. That's good. No, I think it's really good. And maybe it'll even help to for, to, for people to get, grab a bit of context before we go into how can we study it yeah. and all that, um, is, is that the Bible, all of, the script, all of Scripture is true, mm. but it's not all equally applicable. Yes. Because... In the Old Testament, it talks about <laughs> going and stoning your disobedient or rebellious children. Yeah. Like, don't do that. I mean, there's temp- I'm sure there's temptations. <laughs> you know, I can't not speak you. on anybody else's not behalf. You. No, uh, definitely not. But um, so, so it's all true, but not all equally applicable to us. Yeah. And so um, the, Bib- the, the, the Bible, in a sense, is, I mean, it's, for, it's what, 40, 66 different books written by 44 different authors mm. from kings to poets to prophets to shepherds mm. and everything in between um, spanning, uh, for, do you remember? Is it like 2,000 years? <laughs> Something like that? Over, I don't know the over exact. a history, over a time gap. Yeah. Um, and all with one central theme of of God's redemption of humanity through yeah. Jesus Christ. That's the central theme. Mm. And it's really journeys from the, the the whole journey of scripture is basically from a point where God creates the world, man falls into sin, God gives almost destroys humanity because of sinfulness and then God gives promises to a person mm. and then he gives promises to a family, then he gives promises to a nation that would carry redemption's history. Yeah. And then in that, all of that is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's divided between two testaments, two covenants that God made with humanity. The Old Testament, which is God's old covenant, like with a, with a nation, not with all of cre- with a na- the nation yeah. of Israel. And then the new covenant is the old covenant fulfilled in Jesus, mm. that Jesus did everything that the old covenant was supposed to do, mm. fulfilled in Jesus. And that is open for every single person on the face of the planet because it's not by birth, it's not by works, it's by grace. Mm. And so that's why as New Covenant or New Testament believers, our focus is on the New Testament because all of the Old Testament has been fulfilled in Jesus already. However, we go to the Old Testament for context, for food, for spiritual training and development. A great inspiration, encouragement. Inspiration, yeah. Lessons that we can learn. Um, but we root our faith in in the New Testament, in the Very New good. Covenant, and we live by that. We live by the law of grace, of spirit and truth. The New Testament is so awesome because and it, it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Not as weird. <laughs> um, the New Testament is amazing because we're almost taken through the lives and the stories, very personal stories of people trying to live with this truth that mm. is that is that has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ totally. and to navigate it in their lives and and to go on that journey of discipleship becoming more like Jesus for mm-hmm. themselves so it's almost like we can see more of ourselves in the new testament yeah. than i think what we can with the old testament yeah. um Definitely through some of the individuals. So when we read some of the New Testament books, which a lot of them are, are, are letters, 
um, that Paul would have written to different churches, mm. and these churches would encounter issues of um, divorce or sexual immorality or or false prophecy, or false teaching. prophecy, or even you know court issues and and legalism, all of these things. Uh, they'll have these types of issues, and Paul kind of speaks into it from a from a biblical point of view, from a Jesus point of view, and helps mm. to shed light yeah. on those situations. And it, and it's in moments like that where we can almost learn. It might not be your issue, your mm. specific issue, but but God's truth shines straight through that scripture where you yeah. can almost take. Okay, well that's that's how God views that, or that's Absolutely. how God sees that, or this is considered sinful, this is considered righteous, and in that way begin to help disciple yourself yeah. through the word in becoming more like Jesus. So, so that's why totally. I said earlier, discipleship without the Bible is such a tricky journey because then you're going to rely on a pastor or a leader or somebody in your life. Or and a sure, feeling. Or a feeling. And all of those things can be good to, to a point, but it isn't, it's, not, it's not perfect. No, no, like no, no. no. The so Bible it's highly fallible, highly yeah. fallible process that... Um, I mean, like even the issue of racism, racism isn't new and it's probably maybe something we'll talk about at some point. But if you go to scripture, you can see how clearly racism is not the way of Jesus. Because wow, yeah. Jesus, when, 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 he, when he was walking through Samaria, um, we know that the Jews and the Samaritans didn't mix together because Jews saw them as a mixed race. Even that story, even yeah. how that story comes to being is totally. crazy. And you see there that Jesus' plan is always to heal the wounds and he always That's wants it. to bring people together. And so racism has no place in the never, body of Christ. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, and, that and even we talk about fair, like um, suppressing women or women aren't important or women can't do certain things. Now, gender-based violence is so big. Or gender you know, issues like... But who who were the people that who was the 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 first people to see Jesus resurrected was woman. Jesus yeah. was not fighting. Uh, he was not fighting for woman's right. He saw woman equally Great. in every context, and so he raised the status of woman. So, like these are all things that we still battle with today. But mm. in Scripture, two thousand years ago, Jesus was already dealing with these things. But it takes time to travel through the scriptures yeah. for these things to be highlighted. And I think there's so much power in scripture. And I think it always comes out of the con like it was written so long ago. People throughout the centuries have tried to destroy the scriptures, mm. haven't been able to. Um, we were talking about just before that we were recording about William Tyndale, yeah. who began to smuggle, who translated the Bible into contemporary English because it was only in Latin. Yeah. And and so he could distribute it to the poor people because mm. the churches Whatever, even if you look in your, your church history, we're doing a very poor job of teaching people the truth of God's word. Yeah. So he wanted to put the word of God into the hand of every single person yeah. in a way they could understand it. And he was he was, you know, killed for that. He was like the the way That's that insane. we have an English Bible in our hands or Bible in any language is blood spilt, blood yeah. stained scriptures. And, and this you, isn't 2,000 years ago, No, by this the way. is a couple of hundred years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. And even recently, there's some parts in the world where if you can just get a page of Scripture that you can memorize wow. because the Scriptures are banned in certain places, yeah. like you realize the power of the Word of God and there is a rich history and there's a rich power um, that people have literally paid, for their, paid with their lives to get the Bible into yeah. certain places. And we have it in our homes, and that's a holy thing. So um, there is a reason why the enemy doesn't want the Bible to go out. Mm. The Bible God's has word stood, to go out. Yeah, the Bible has stood the test of time. Um, mm. It's been translated into hundreds of different languages. Yeah. Um, on the Alpha course, I learned that the Bible is the top-selling book every year, year on year. 
Um, it, it is something that, that the enemy has, like you're saying, has tried to destroy but just hasn't been able to. It, it's mm. just something that, that I would think has had the divine favor of God. It's mm. the only way to explain it. it just, and it stood the test of time, and people have continued to learn. And I think that perspective that you get when you understand that there are some people who would, who would bite your arm off for a page yeah. of Scripture because yeah. it, it, it's banned even to meet yeah. and talk about God in some nations. But, but totally. I mean, in our context, we're South African, we're living in Cape Town. Uh, we don't have those issues. Mm-hmm. We have access to it. I mean, you've got hotels. It's in the it's in the bedside. <laughs> yeah, the Good News Bible. I've got a very short, uh, just a short story, just on the power of the Bible, and I've I've, I've shared it before. It's also an alpha, just in a brilliant course, um, about a guy who was living a crazy lifestyle, drugs and alcohol, young dude, lots of money, and it got to a really bad place where he pretty much overdosed and he found himself in hospital. And um, funnily enough, in the hospital side uh, bed, there was a, a Bible, mm-hmm. um, as with most hospitals and hotels. Um, and he, he grabbed this Bible and he started looking through it. And, and you think this is part of the story where, you know, he finds Jesus, but no, he, was, <laughs> he felt the paper and he felt the texture of the paper would be perfect to almost roll a joint with, you know, smoke marijuana. <laughs> um, and that's what he did. And he, he, he took pages out of the Bible and he would roll joints and he, and he pretty much smoked his way through Matthew, Mark and Luke. And then um, at one point he, he kind of got to the book of John and he, he actually decided to start reading. Um, And he started reading the Bible and and really the life-changing power that just came with reading the scriptures. He got saved almost in that moment as reading the scripture. And then his psychologist who was helping him because he was just a a really troubled guy. She wasn't saved. She started having conversations with him. He told her about the Bible and what he'd read and his life-changing that she got saved. Um, and then they got married, and then they started leading um, Alpha courses together. Amazing. And, and, and it's just all from a moment of just the accessibility of Scripture that's amazing, but just from a moment of, of reading the Bible, you experience Jesus firsthand, and your life can change. That's so good. That's, that's the power, and, and we must never take it for granted. Yeah, that's so good. Very good. I love, I love that. What a powerful story. Imagine that. Imagine I that's ro- your story. <laughs> I smoked my way through the gospel <laughs> yeah, and but, found but Jesus. Luckily, luckily, he stopped at one of them. Yeah, no, that's good. And so maybe, like, what are some things that, that yeah, good. Like people can, can go, okay, wow, like, it does sound like a very interesting book. It sounds like a very provocative book. Yeah. Um, and it's not all PG, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, how can people now take and go, can I actually read this for myself? Because every time I've read it, it's, like, very difficult to understand. Yeah, sure. I think, I think a great, I think there's so many principles that we can apply, and I think, um, an awesome place to start is to, if you're going to start reading the Bible, the whole flip and stop and, and trying to be random with it, it's not a system that works because you're always going to find yourself in the middle of something that doesn't make sense. So, so start at the beginning of a book. And what we what we like to say and we like to advise people is to start on one of the Gospels. Um, so if you're watching one of the Gospels, is if you've ever heard of the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these were four of Jesus' disciples, his closest disciples, and they give an account of all of the things that they saw while being with Jesus um, in the in the little time span that they had, and and there that gives almost the perfect starting points of the Bible because the Bible really does revolve around Jesus, mm. um, and 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 that's almost we're, we're kind of getting to the climax of it in that moment. But finding out about Jesus is the perfect place to start in the Bible mm. because then you'll find that even when you go right to the beginning to, to Genesis or Deuteronomy mm. um, in the Old Testament or even right to the end. You kind of have a you kind of have a very firm idea mm. of of what people are speaking about when you know the person of Jesus. So even in church at the moment, um, you've been taking us through um, the Book of Mark, which is also one of the Gospels, and and going through some of these chapters and hearing some of these stories have almost just sparked 
just spark new flames mm. and, and new, new ideas, new convictions. So, so, mm. so always to start in one of the Gospels would be a great place. And I love what you said earlier um, about the New Testament. The Old Testament is completely true, and mm. it's got so, it's so much great value for you. But, but for us right now, maybe a more relevant place to be would be in the New Testament because we can almost take a lot more from it and apply it to today's world. So, so from, reading, from reading one of the Gospels to just kick on really mm. with, with the New Testament, the book of Acts is an amazing book speaking about after Jesus had then gone back to heaven, mm. these disciples were, well, what now? Uh, they what were probably now? thinking, you know, Jesus is gone. We know he's the son of God, but we're, we're still here. Mm. Surely he's supposed to come back and how they navigated that and, and, and goes on and so forth with the letters to the churches mm. that Paul helped them with. So if you're looking for a starting point, one of the gospels, and, and then I think a great thing to understand that when you are reading your Bible, just like when we do anything that we're excited about, anything that we are um, expectant for is to really check your heart and your mind as you start reading the Bible. I was reading something great earlier about um, it's so important that when we do go into Bible study that we're expecting to hear something from God. Good, good. good. We, we can you got, read it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But before you get into because yeah, that's yeah. a that's a you've got a really great structure that I think can help people yeah, with how they read and study the Bible. Um, but I've got a question for you, and but first a question for our our listeners: um, What's what version of the Bible is your favorite version? Because I know everyone's got a favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to find out from you, people who, who read the Bible, and a lot of them stop reading because they don't understand. Is there a God authorized version, or what should people <laughs> read? Um, I, and what are versions? God like, is, does it change? That, sounds like, that actually sounds like a version. It, well, I can could. really picture somebody Me. says the God authorized version. Uh, no, that's a great. It's a great question. Translations of the Bible are very important because um, how we understand the Bible is is really it plays a big role in how we read it and go through it. Whether one version is less biblical or more biblical than another, I, I don't think I can say that. I think it's about. Uh, finding something that works for you and finding something mm. that understands. So how the translations work briefly is that it goes from kind of two ends of the spectrum. It goes from quite a, I want to say, I don't know the correct wording, but but it goes from a very kind of easy to understand uh, language that that's very... Um, I'm trying to think of the right words. Thought for thought, I think you're saying. Yeah, thought like for thought. And dynamic. Then, yes, and, th- and then, it, then on the other end of the spectrum, you get to translations like the King James Version, mm. where the language almost seems Elizabethan and, and mm. kind of Shakespearean English, where to a people group a couple of hundred years ago would be very easy to understand and would almost make complete sense. Mm. To us today, is a bit harder to understand. Mm. So, so whether the scriptures change, I don't believe they do. Or, or there's less God there and more God here. Yeah, I, I don't think they do. I think it's about finding a version um, that works for you. So me mm. personally, I like to read uh, the New Living Translation, the NLT. That, that's where I like to be. There's one in every group. <laughs> I know Swen likes the NIV. Um, both of those translations, I think, are considered quite similar, to, yeah, to be honest. You know what? I say NLT, but I actually, when I... When I use it for for sermons and stuff, I actually use a lot of the NIV. So that's probably a conversation for another day. Um, and then as you go a bit further down the line, you get you get like like the message version, mm. which 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 is which is a bit harder for me to read every day. But some of the ways that it articulates some of the scripture is mm. beautiful. Yeah. And, and I find it so helpful to just read something in a different translation. Yeah. Uh, so to have access to a few different translations and reading scriptures, I think is helpful. But I think the main goal with your translation is can you read can you pick up that Bible? Yeah. Can you read does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think you hit the nail on the head there. It doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. Because if it doesn't make sense to you, you 
it's never going to drop into your heart. I think as youngsters, we've all picked up a King James version. Yeah, as like, youngsters, you know. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, what is happening here? Yeah, that was paid for and re- like charged by King James. So that was many hundreds of years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and again, why, why is it a translation? Is because it was written in Hebrew, Aramaic and Greek. Yes. And so it's translated into point. our language. But, but a lot of those sayings we don't use today, so they have to translate the ways yeah. that they would be said. And so it's, uh, it's good to, for, for, our, for our listeners to know that um, let's not focus on one being better than another. They're yeah. just different. Yeah. They're different. They're, they're trying to speak, they're trying to connect the truth into the way that we speak yeah. today. Um, things like the message are maybe a bit more like not so much a translation of scripture, but more someone's interpretation yes. thrown into that. But all of them have some sort of interpretations because yes. you're interpreting what certain words mean. But I think uh, I just wanted to make that clear that people don't have to go and grab the Bible that they had 20 years ago. They can go and download one for free or go to a, a shop and buy a recent copy of the Bible. Well, that's how easy it is. I mean, yeah. I think with... with like the version app, for example, you can get a Bible on your phone within within seconds. Yeah, and but, for free, yeah. And for free. But there's something special about having a paperback. No, for sure. No. A paperback Bible. <laughs> totally. um, no, I think that's great. And I think for us to, for all of us to understand that that's the goal, we want mm. to understand what we're reading. We want to be completely, com- we don't want to, we don't want to have to, because of the English. I mean, the yeah. story or the meaning, sure, like yeah. that, that might take study. But don't let the basic grammar or language no, or syntax totally. throw you off from totally. what you're trying to understand. So how can people now... They, they've just got themselves uh, a copy of the Bible in a, la- in a translation that they can understand and they're going to start reading in, uh, you said, uh, I think it was Mark or... Yeah, one of the Gospels. One yeah. of the Gospels. Um, what are they going to do when they get there? I think what, what they first can do when they get there is probably overread. Um, I think they're probably going to read five or six chapters or seven chapters. And, and, and I think that's great because you can immerse yourself and throw yourself into it. But I think what, what's great about the Bible is that we want to give some thought to the things that we're reading. And the Bible compromises of, of verses, compromise of chapters, and, and, and then books. So you can go through a Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And I think what, what, what's really important to understand, especially when you start reading, is that you don't have to read the whole book in one sitting. Mm. I often find that I absorb a lot less when I read like that. But if I can kind of break it down to I'm going to read a chapter today in the book of John or a chapter in the book of Mark and almost make it about what I'm reading, not mm. how much I'm reading, Good. I, get, I yeah. get so much more from it. So yeah. if I can walk away, I, the, the goal of reading my Bible is not to tick a box. Mm. The goal of, of reading my Bible is to actually remember what I read mm. 15 minutes later, which, which I don't always get right. <laughs> Um, and then to go on the journey of applying it, mm-hmm. applying it during my days. So I would say um, there's so many great reading plans that you can get on um, where, where they can almost break your reading up for you. So if you're going to try and get through the Bible in a year, that's a lot of reading. If you're a new, Don't if you are it. a new believer or a new Christian or you're getting into Bible reading, I wouldn't start there. Yeah. Just because it, it, the Bible then can maybe become more of a burden than it is something that is exciting, which it is. Mm-hmm. So I would say get onto a plan that maybe just takes you through a book. And, 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 and you can find those on Google. You could just literally type in Bible plan of Book of John, a Bible plan of Mark, and, and, and take you chapter by chapter and to understand that my goal here is not to get through the book. My goal is to, is to learn about Jesus, to understand it, and to, and to be in a place where I can hear from God. Good. 
I love that. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. And you have a framework that you were yeah, I've got this, looking so, at. So saying that I was looking at and, and, and it was a great reminder for me is to understand that whenever I go into something uh, that I'm excited about, I've always got a level of anticipation and expectation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about whenever I used to go to live sporting events and stuff like that, you've, you've got something that you want to get out of it, mm-hmm. you know? And when it comes to reading the Bible and, and Bible study, I think sometimes we can get into a place where we know reading the Bible is good, so we'll read it, but we don't go in with the spirit or with the mindset of, I'm actually going to hear from God today. Yeah. I'm actually going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send something. It might be, what I love about the Bible is that you can read one verse today and take something from it, and you can read the same verse another day and take something completely different. And I believe that's the work of the Holy Spirit. I believe it's the Holy Spirit illuminating something new to you. So I think the first thing to do once you've got your, your Bible, like that we spoke about, you know, mm. freshly from, from wherever you buy Bibles from, or you download a free one, and you've got your Bible plan, you've got the book that you're going to start with, it's then to say, Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a minute of just kind of quieting down. Mm. Maybe it's 30 seconds of taking a deep breath or a quick prayer before you start reading and say, God, whatever you want to tell me today, uh, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm open to hear it. I want to hear it. And then to start reading like that. And then you kind of give space uh, for God to speak in. And as, soon as, as soon as Bible reading becomes a rush thing, which, was, which is something that I fell into when doing the Bible in a year, is that you become so focused on completing the goal, which is great. Mm. But you almost then are just trying to get through these books. Yeah. And the Bible's rich. Yeah. So if, if you can really give yourself 10 or 15 minutes to work through a chapter and to think about and to highlight. Yeah. I love those Bibles that leave um, some of the big study Bibles, which, which we can talk about. They leave kind of lines next to it. Yes. You can make a note. It's like a journal Bible. Like or a journal Bible. I love that. I think that if you, I've never been a big journaler, but if you can get into a place where as you're reading to just jot down something that stood out to That's you good. Or, or a little highlight or something. Um, I heard a great saying, um, I think I'm probably paraphrasing now, but it says if somebody's Bible, if somebody's Bible looks like it's falling apart, their life is probably in a really good place. Yes. But if the Bible looks untouched, maybe they've got a life that's falling funny. apart. So, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's loose. But 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 I think that someone who really spends time thinking about highlights. Well, I would agree with notes, that largely. I think it really helps. So I would say I would say as you're starting. Get yourself into a place where, like, I'm not just going to read through this like I'm reading a book because you're not just reading a book. Mm-hmm. You you are reading something that, that that's spiritual, that's powerful, that's divine, and I believe that the Holy Spirit can speak through that. So make sure your mm-hmm. heart's ready for that. Yeah, and yeah. receptive. No, I think that's good. And um, you know, I often think that if if we because the Bible is daily bread, it's food for our souls, yeah. it's nourishment for our spirits, and if we would eat food like we read the Bible, how would we look on the outside? Yeah, we would look malnourished for some people yeah but what if we what if we read our bibles like we ate yeah daily yeah you know how would our spirits look then wow yeah you know and i think that's such it's it's important for us to realize um and there's different ways to study the bible because i mean if you're starting out if you just want to read the bible you can read it for sheer pleasure you'll get lots of information there's a lot of good stories in there um in fact i picked up a um four a, a, a bible that's divided into four books and there's no chapters, no verses. Uh, it's just an introduction and then the text. Then right? go for it. And I found that I would, I would fly through the scriptures and it would be so interesting because, again, some of them are, I mean, a letter is supposed to be read from beginning to end. Yes, yeah. So that is a good way to study the Bible if, if you want to get a holistic view of it. Now, that's different to devotional study and I yes. think we'll discuss that. Um, this is just an overall context, overall view 
you know, what is this letter about? What it's is this book about? You can do that. Um, I find that I, if I try to do that with the, you know, with the, all the chapters and verses, mm. I like, oh man, that's like 12 verses or 20 verses. I'm getting a bit tired. Yeah, sure. But if I don't have the numbers, I'm like, I'm going for yeah, it. This is serious. like a story, man. I'm chowing and <laughs> devouring. Um, and so you could read scripture. Uh, another way is devotional study, which yes. is what I think we would want everyone to have a, a baseline of because yes. that's how God s- speaks to you and maybe that's paired with a journal or yeah. something. Um, then there's obviously like uh, a deeper study and maybe you want to get a study Bible for that. It gives you like light commentary notes and you you read a portion and it's got like profiles of the people. It's got the maps. It's got I the location those. setting. It's got insights into what the historical context was so about. Cool, and, yeah. and you get a deeper, richer meaning of the scriptures. Yeah. And so there are different layers of study. And, and so what we're saying is not everybody has to get into that layer of study, yeah. but everyone should be getting a devotional yes. study of the scriptures. Yes. Right. What, what, I, what I really like about the Bible, and I, thanks, that was awesome, is that to understand that our journey reading the Bible and studying the Bible is a journey of transformation. Good, yeah. So you're going to read the Bible and something might offend you. <laughs> something Hopefully. Might, yeah, <laughs> we're hoping that's the case. Yeah. Um, something might offend you, something might jump out at you, something might point out the, the darkness in you or the pain in you or the mistakes in you. And, and that's, that's the Bible doing exactly what the Bible mm-hmm. was intended to do. Um, I, I saw a great quote that says, the greatest enemy to our Bible study is the lie that we don't need to change. Oh. So when we study our Bible and we go through these moments of reflection, we go through these moments of reading, devotional, or, or just reading for pleasure, it's to understand that there will be moments when you read your Bible, um, hopefully often, where there's going to be a call to change, where there's going to be a call to, especially when reading the gospel. Wow. Looking at the person of Jesus, how he handled situations, how he loved people, yeah. how he pursued God in prayer. It, you've got this example. If you don't read, if you go through the gospels and there isn't moments, I feel called to change, how I do my quiet times. I feel called to change how I love people um, so much. Mm. And I think if we go through the Bible and we're scared of those moments, I think yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna, probably going to miss out on, on really the fullness and the richness yeah. of, the, of the journey of transformation that God is really trying to take us Good. on. And I think that um, as we start studying the Bible and getting into more of it, we're gonna, we're gonna, those moments will increase yeah. in frequency and we're going to be like, wow, that's tough. Good. It's like sermons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go for it. No, no, no. Oh, I think you, you're absolutely right. I just think that people are going to realize that you're not going to get goosebumps every day you read your Bible. No, you will not. So it's not like all of a sudden you've got, you're surrounded by the angelic host and they're all cheering you on. You know, they might be in heaven, but you can't hear it. Um, <laughs> and it's just to realize that sometimes it is work to be just disciplined mm. and you pick it up as you go. And um, there's a season where maybe God's speaking to you on stuff every single day and other days where you're like, wow, I just feel this feels tough. But you don't stop. You keep you keep going, right? You don't you don't stop trying to have that transformation experience. Um and and I think that if people if you give up because it's not doing it for stop you that day mind. or that week, you're just gonna miss out on so much of the richness of it. 
Yeah. I love Christianity because it's not a sprint. Mm. Um, it's a marathon. Good. And a part of the marathon journey is is this process of going through the Bible yeah. and learning about God. And maybe one thing we can talk about quickly is meditation Good. Um, and reflection on Scripture. And, and we are we are not speaking about um, the humming with incense. The Eastern, Eastern meditation. Eastern, that's religious probably, meditation. That's yeah. probably the politically correct way to, to put it. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Before yes. I say something crazy, uh, we're not talking about that meditation. Mm. We're talking about um, the ability to, to look on a piece of Scripture yeah. Um, a verse or maybe two verses yeah. and to spend time there. Mentally chewing it up and yeah. reflecting on it. What's the, you gave us an image earlier. I, I thought that image was prime. Yeah, well, I wish it was mine. No, it's from a guy called Phil Pringle who says that uh, meditation or thinking deeply about a scripture is the digestive faculty of the human spirit. I love that. Uh, where we chew on scripture, where we think about it, we bring about, and it's the whole thing of like a, how a cow chews the cud. It eats the grass, it digests it, comes back up, eats it again, digests yeah. it. It's a constant process. And the more we do that, the more nourishment we get out of Scripture. So there might be like a verse that we read and we're like, but if we keep, and we don't get it, but if we keep on thinking upon it, mm. then we start seeing, uh, we start getting revelation, we start yeah. understanding, and it starts dropping from our mind into our heart. Yeah, I think if you don't give yourself time to meditate or to think on a Scripture, that's why you, we were saying before, you don't have to read chunks of it you know, read read it even if it's yeah. a little bit, um, and to think a lot on it, eventually it drops into your heart, which yeah. is where you want scripture to end up. Yeah, if it just ends up in your head. You're just another smart person who doesn't follow Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, med- well, that's the thing with with meditation and and just reflection on scripture. It becomes so important in the journey of actually drawing unto remembrance when you really need something. Yeah. So one of the great examples I love is is Jesus when he gets tempted. In the wilderness, and and when, when these different temptations come along, Jesus didn't kind of whip out a sword or tell him to to go exactly where he needs to go. The Preach. enemy, in this case, he just pulls out scripture, scripture that he would have studied as a boy, would have remembered, would have read, would have spoken to people about, would have reflected Good, on. Yeah. And so in true. those moments, he's able to say, "Well, that's actually not true." Uh, mm. Because there's going to be in moments in life where the enemy will lie to you, yeah. to your ear, to your face about your family, about where your life's going. Good. And sometimes you need the word of God mm. that has been reflected on, that has been meditated on, that is like you're saying, mm. I, that image is disgusting, but it's so good. Yeah. With, with it's, it's digest, it comes back up. Yeah. It's digested, it comes back up. Because there'll be moments in life where you might not need that specific word mm. right now. But digesting it then is so good because there will be a moment when you mm. need it again. Yeah, totally. And then you can draw it up and you can reflect and you can, and then in that moment, and also remembering scripture. Yeah. It's so important totally to be able good, to remember and good. to memorize scripture because it's, it's very good. That's exactly how we do that. It's, it's when, the, when there's lies, when there's, when there's times where we're under attack, where we can say, but I remember what God's yes. word says about me. So I don't need to believe this. And it's, not, it's, it's hard. It's quoting truth yeah. that trumps the way you feel yeah. or how the enemy wants to talk to you. And so you fight the lies of the enemy yeah. and your own insecurities through declaring the truth of God's word. Yeah. And then in through the declaring process, you choose to believe it yeah. until it becomes real in your life. Yeah. And so we have a saying in our church where uh, we want people to speak life because yeah. you create the world around you through the words you use. Yeah. The world I want to create around me in my life is a Bible-based kingdom world. Mm. And so that's why we got to keep declaring God's word. Yeah. And how can you declare God's word if you don't know God's word, if exactly. you don't read God's word? The Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the things we learned and mm. study. So that's why 
The Holy Spirit brings it up to our minds in a time that we need it. Well, we were in a meeting this morning, um, and and one of the guys was saying, and it, it kind of stuck out to me now again. He was saying, like, with a bank, the bank analogy, you can only make um, a withdrawal from a bank of something that you've been depositing into. Totally, yeah, so if, you, so if, if you've got a bank account and you've never made any deposits and you need cash at some point, you can't withdraw because you don't have anything. Very good. But if you make deposits of of meditation, deposits of reflection on mm. spe- on specific scripture, on verses in the Bible, the moment comes where you need to withdraw something. That's we need right. a bit of strength. We need a bit of God's truth. And you can. Yeah. But the biggest enemy to, to this kind of meditation reflection, because it takes a bit of time, is time. <laughs> oh, it's it's about It's about taking time aside. And we speak about it a lot, finding time, that quiet time with God or that quiet time spent reading your Bible or prayer with meditation. It's so important because it, it is that chewing. Yeah, it's it's the spending time thinking. It, it's question. It's it's writing the verse down and then mm. writing something else that stands out to you. Writing saying how why this verse is difficult, mm. why this is challenging, and and to, and to do that as regularly as possible. Yeah, and, and for and for different people, sure, it's gonna it's gonna look different. But to have a if we could have a come to a point in our lives where every single day mm. we had ten or twelve minutes or fifteen minutes to reflect. And and for me, my advice would be if. If, if it needs to be less, but you can reflect mm. and you can memorize Good. and you can internalize, I would do that. That's better. In, instead of reading, instead of reading, getting th- if it takes you your whole life to get through the Bible, hopefully yeah. not. But I would say, do the do the internalization of one verse every day because mm. it will change the life in front of you. Yeah. Like you're saying, the words you speak. That, that creates the world around you. So good. The verses that you internalize and the scripture that you can meditate on, that will create the world. It's really good. I mean, listen, to be ex- to, as an example, uh, my granny, Lara's gran, uh, has, is, is, reads her Bible with a magnifying glass because her eyesight is, but she's so passionate about it's God's word, been reading for God's word for her, most of her life. I love that. And so the more you value it, the more valuable it becomes to you and yeah. you're never too old to continue to grow in your walk with God. Um. And, and so I love what you said. Like you come to the you come to the scriptures with that expectation. Yeah. I always think every time I read the Bible, it's not to get something out of it. Always, it's to meet my Savior. Good. Yeah. And so it's a very holy that's a time. It's a great expectation. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And, and so you've, you you we got that expectation. God's going to speak. Do uh, the amount that you that you can. Don't overdo it. You yeah. know, if anything, undercook it than overcook it. Yeah. Um, but. Like I, to give people a good, an easy framework to use, like is to use the soap process. I yeah, think is very helpful awesome. for every everybody. Yeah. I mean, the most powerful devotional year of my life was the year I committed to writing a devotional um, thoughts on what I was reading because mm. that's chewing, that's meditation, it writing is. what I think about what I wrote. Yeah. And soap does it for you. You you it's S for scripture. Read yeah. a scripture, however, if it's one one sentence or three sentences. Yeah. Um, observation is the O. Uh, what does this say? What well, what is it actually saying? Like yeah. what I'm reading is what is it actually telling me? Yeah. Right. And then um, A is for the application. Okay. Yeah. Now what is it telling me to do? Yeah. What I have to do is a response to what Jesus taught. What is it? Do I have to forgive somebody? Do I have to give? Do I have mm. to like what is it? What is the application? Write it down for you, and then pray. P mm. is for prayer. Pray what you read. Yeah. So what should I pray? Well, pray what you read, yeah. you know. Help God, thank you for this. Uh, thank you for teaching me this. Help me to be someone who can forgive other people. So soap is a yeah. very practical way, and I don't think it can take very long. No, I think… 15 I think, minutes? 
I think I think 15 20? minutes is, is, the, is the perfect time. I think you can, I mean, if you've got more time, take more time. Mm. But I mean, if you've got 15 minutes every day, I think you could engage yeah. with your Bible in a very intimate, in a very deep way. And I think you could learn a lot from it. And even, even just going into that, even when you're reading the Bible, we were taught uh, to ask three questions. A great mm. way to internalize something is to ask three questions. It, it, what does this verse say about me? Mm. What does this verse say about God? And what is the thing I need to do? Mm, well, what's good. the application point? What's the what's the change yeah. point? And that ties so nicely in with soap, even in that observation. Yeah, it's, it's, totally. What am I what am I looking at here? Yeah. What does this verse say? If if it's a verse that speaks about um, loving people, it's like, well, I think I can love people better. Mm. What does verse say about God? God's all loving. Yeah. He loves everybody. Yeah. I, want, I want to emulate that. I want to yeah. get close to that. And then the application point, I'm going to go and try to do that better. And that's a poor example, but I mean, it's... it's, it's no, that's, there you go. That's exactly the journey that we go on. And, and then Bible study, and we can always take it. I mean, even as we conclude now, you can always take Bible study further. You can mm. always get your hands on a study Bible. Like you said, they're brilliant mm. with that, that have got accompanying notes. You can you can get hold of commentaries online completely for oh, free. For, for the someone who wants to be yeah. a bit more of a scholar. Yeah. Like I want to, I've, I've done the devotional thing all my life. I, I've, I've, I've grown richly in my walk with God, but I really want to get deeper into God's Great. word. What, what would you... What would you say? How would you like? How would you study when you're preparing a sermon, for instance? What are some keys that you you can just share with people? They go, ah, cool. I've got something I can use. Yeah, I would. I would have two things. I would. Uh, a great place to start was that if you if you don't have a study Bible to kind of get your hands on one, and and uh, it's a bit of an investment. I think I think you can get one that that isn't as expensive. Maybe for 400, 500, 600 rand, you get ones that are that are slightly more expensive. But but what makes a study Bible so effective is that for every verse of every chapter of every book there are accompanying notes, or for most of them, mm. um, that give you context. And mm. depending on the Bible you get, a great one is the Life Application Study Bible, NLT. Um, and that speaks into really just pure life application points yeah. as to how you can apply what you're doing. And in those in those study Bibles, like you said earlier, you get maps. Mm. You get, um, at the beginning of my study Bible, before every book, they actually speak about the people that we're, that we're learning about. So you're starting the book of Corinthians, for example. They speak about the place of Corinth. Yeah. They talk about what the culture was like, what the people were like, uh, what was happening there in that time. And it almost gives you a greater sense of, so this is where I'm at right now. Mm. This, these are the people. This is what they're struggling with. This is what Paul was saying. And it does take you to that, to that next level. But I would encourage people who are looking to go deeper in their study to enroll in, in also some sort of course. Yeah, um, it's we, also good. We've got, an amazing, um, we've got an amazing college that we also run as well that, that help people almost take that next step. That doesn't have to be your first step. I mean, mm. I mean but, but it's a great way to also invest in yourself mm. and also to find out more through great teachers. Because yeah. sometimes it's good to learn from a good teacher or a, a doctor or whatever the yeah. deal is, and you can find out so much more. But when it comes to just what you can do at home, getting your hand on a great study Bible is super effective, yeah. as well as um, on Google, you can get your hand on things called commentaries, yes. and commentaries on notes, so, so the, this isn't scripture, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's like the blue letter Bible I think you can get, Yes. It's free. Yes, it's free, and, and and what these commentaries do is it's also it's it's notes, it's perspectives, it, mm. it's people uh, trying to teach truth from the Bible, but making it easier mm. to understand, and have and accompanying your your Bible study or your Bible reading with a commentary, yeah, or with a study Bible note. It I feel it can just take you to the next yeah. level. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. I think the only other book that you might 
want is a Bible dictionary that can give you definitions of certain words yes. in the Bible because we so that you can get like a, an understanding of justification. What does that actually mean? Or yeah. Sanctification or glorification or like all those. those a Bible words. dictionary is great. Um, just that paired with a commentary like a study Bible. It's also cool. Those things have like. Um, what's the most important verse in this whole book and what is the history of this book? Who wrote it? When was it written? Yeah. Who was it being written to? And it just gives you much deeper and I think that that's brilliant. Just those steps that people can take if they want to get, I, I like to think of that part as mining a little bit, like you've got to dig for stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what that process can uncover. But yeah. I think if people are listening and watching now and you have got tips or techniques that you've learned over your kind of Christian Please, journey yeah. or Bible reading journey, um, that you think could be helpful to people, uh, feel free to drop those in whatever comment section you find yourself in. Please don't be shy. Um, we, we, we love the feedback. And, yeah. and any type of feedback that we get is super helpful. And it can be very helpful to the other people watching and listening that maybe don't have those tips or techniques on how to grow and how to find out more about uh, studying and reading the Bible. But we really hope this has been helpful. Yeah. Um, and if there are any questions with regards to where can I find a study Bible? You know, well, what, what's a good one? Where, what's a good commentary? Where's a good place to start? What book should I read? any of those questions then catch us on the next podcast no, yeah yeah we'll leave you right there <laughs> cheers um, feel free to, to DM us maybe Instagram maybe you're an Instagram person yeah. DM us on Instagram we're, uh, we're active there maybe we can share the soap outline in the description yeah I think that's um, a great idea so people can just grab that yeah we can definitely and do that I think I also did a video, a YouTube video on how to read your Bible. Pop the link uh, 10 in the minutes. comments. Yeah, maybe we can pop the link in there. But I've had a great time. Thanks so much for the, the conversation. Yeah, this has been awesome. Great Hope it's been helpful. with you guys, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate you uh, joining. Until next time, we will see you around. Please don't forget, if there are any topics, anything you'd love to hear um, us speak about, we're not experts, but we do our research, and we really want to help you and, and help everybody that watches and listens with us. So if there are anything, please, uh, you can email us. The email was at the beginning of the podcast. You can uh, Instagram Also in the DS, description. <laughs> also in the description. You can Instagram DM us or we'll leave a comment on YouTube or wherever you're listening. But we'd love to provide information that is practical and helpful to you today as well as things for your future. But we trust Good. you have a great rest of your week. That's right. We out. We out. Cheers, Cheers. everybody.